All right, man, let's talk about Detroit Lions offseason so far, man. Uh, we're approaching the draft. Maybe, maybe not so much, depending if they push it back or not. We back. March Street Sports Talk. This is the podcast. Uh, don't have a YouTube channel right now. Mostly everybody that knows it got hacked, but um, it should be on the way back, right? Um, they starting to bring it back. I got my other channel back as well, too. So, you check that out right here on YouTube, Goodfellas Sports TV, right on YouTube, excuse me. The regular channel back up and running, but I uh, kind of want to give you some content. Uh, I was going to do a podcast anyway, so eventually I have guests and, and other people come on. So, it's kind of, you know, another platform I wanted to use and didn't want to put all my eggs on, you know, Facebook and YouTube. Wanted to put some more eggs in a podcast basket, and it seems the way to go. It could be a little bit more belligerent, more edgy more rough and i just let you guys know usually it's not gonna be for the kids but you can play this one in the in the car but um just let you guys know it'll probably be a little bit more edgier and a little bit more belligerent and stuff of that nature but um the lions i don't really have my laptop in front of me so if i forget some names um it is what it is man but the lions off season so far you know they brought in danny shelton I wouldn't really count on Danny Sheldon being um, damn near not damn near for sure not a three down defensive tackle. Um, just wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't count on him being a starter. If he gonna be your starter, your nada, um, your snacks Harrison, well you gonna be in trouble this year. So I still count on them finding a defensive tackle. Um, they could take the place. I would like to see them get Michael Brockers. He didn't reach an agreement with the Ravens and went back to the Rams. He's a good run stopper, bro, and he got, you know, he, he not, maybe he not that big guy they need, but he good at stopping the run. But Danny Sheldon, you know, I get that sign in the C. Um, we can grade him. I give it a C. Um, they also got the right tackle from the Eagles that was never a starter. Some people say he's an upgrade over Rick, Wag, Rick Ragnar, which ain't hard to be, but I think they on the same par if he going to play right tackle. It's a guy that got abused in NFC East. I got a, a lot of friends that's Redskins, Cowboy friends, um, Eagle fans, you know, Kyle, you know, the whole nine. Um, they just said Giants fan, he not that good. You know, he get abused. So if they're not kicking him on the inside, and he can play all across the line, from left tackle, right tackle, he can bust in the inside and play some right guard as well, some left guard. But, um, you know, at that, at this point, I would kick him inside. You know what I'm saying? Because it just don't seem like he got it. They paid him all that money. Why not? If you're not going to pay Darius Slay, why not just pay Jack Conklin to come back to the state of Michigan? You know what I'm saying? And he could play right tackle, you know? But some of they developmental guys with the Lions, man, they just ain't. They just, Bob Quinn draft is showing up to be shaky, man, because um, Terrell Crosby, and thank God I remember his name today, because I've been seeing his Twitter. So shout out to Terrell Crosby. He got a really good Twitter going raffling stuff off so follow him on twitter terrell crosby should be ready to take over that right tackle position you know or the guard position he another swiss army knife they got a lot of versatility across their line but uh big v that's what i'm gonna call him from the eagles um he gotta show me bro um a guy that ain't never started a full season you know and you and this is who you put your stock in that right tackle we know bob quinn has been 
uh, atrocious at free agency or or at offensive linemen in general. He's been like bad, bad. And I'm not talking about Michael Jackson bad. I mean like going to hell, burning bad. Like you look over the life of his 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 tenure here. He's rebuilt the line. This is his second time. From Rick Ragnar, flaked out. T.J. Lang, he was old. Travis Swanson, they got rid of him. Graham Glasgow, which I thought if they gonna pay Big V, they might as well pay Glasgow. But now they gotta find a backup center too. You know, Wiggins and uh, Dow, they suck. And Taylor Decker suck. And Taylor Decker had a really good year, his rookie year. But after the shoulder injury, he won the same. So eventually, he got to replace Taylor Decker too. So I just don't see this. You know, I don't just see this. You know, see this. Even if the right tackle from the Eagles, Big V, is all that in the bag of chips, he going to need some other things to happen. He going to need to find another a guard. In the draft, he got to find somebody to play backup center. He got to find a developmental left tackle that could take over for Taylor Decker next year. Unless he crossing the fingers that Taylor Decker going to uh, bounce back. Um, I just don't see that happening. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said before, you got an old quarterback who just injured his, his back two years in a row. And you putting this subpar line, he just don't know what he's doing. He don't know how to grade or how to rate offensive linemen. And, you know, that's just the bottom line. Not just because Stone Cold says so. But that's the bottom line. He don't know what he's doing. The big V signing, man, I'll get out another C. Man, a motherfucker ain't never started coming here and get all that money. I don't care how you structure the contract up. Out. You know, you could have got uh, Anthony Casanzo. I don't think he went back to Indianapolis. I would have took him at right tackle because he's a natural right tackle. You know, he started games, you know. But once again, I don't think that's a good, I don't think that's a good fit. I could be wrong. But my Bob Quinn track history tells me it's a bad fit. So, you know, it is what it is on that one. Jamie Collins, which I think is their best, you know, uh, acquisition um, this offseason as far as free agency. Um, I'll give him a B, um, B plus, B. They starting to rebuild the linebacker core a little bit. He bring a little bit of speed there. He can rush. He can drop. I felt they should got him last year for the cheap, cheap, but – once again, Bob Quinn is always a day late and a dollar short. You know, he should have he should acquired Jamie Collins last year. You know, and, and it just don't make it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. He should acquire Jamie Collins last year, but hey, he here this year. Um he brings some speed to the defense. Um up front. They 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 okay, you know. Tavai ain't that fast, but he put Davis in. He pretty athletic. Jamie Collins is athletic. Deshaun Hand in or defensive tackle, he can stay healthy. He pretty athletic, but they not that fast of a team, especially in the front seven and on offense. And I think that's it eventually gonna hurt them. But Collins was their best pickup, man. Um, so we'll see where that go. I get out of B. Okay. Um, not sure who all else they didn't got. The smaller guys, I'm not gonna rank them. They got the Elijah dude from uh from the 49ers. He basically a special team player, and he's a you know you put him in there, he's a spot player, um, but they did get Reggie Ragland, um, a dude who was traded from Buffalo after he got I think he tore his ACL his rookie year. Um, I think it was a solid move, you know what I'm saying? Get some depth. He run he slow as hell too. It's just like this team just getting slower and slower under Patricia and under Bob Quinn. It's funny, but he a thumper in the middle, um, but that's what he is in the middle. So you even looking at Tavai kicking outside. Or they not think to buy ready to man the middle. Um, or they looking at depth with Reggie Ragland and Jerry Davis. We gotta remember Christian Jones can play the middle. Devin Kennard can play the middle now that he gone. And um 
So Tavai can play in the middle. So I think it's going to be a little bit of some structure, some some structuring going going around, um, you know, at some point in the season. But with uh, with Reggie Ragland, I mean, he ain't shit special. He's just a guy for depth. He's part of the Super Bowl team. He didn't. I don't think he started a lot of games. Didn't put a lot of big numbers up. But he got it good at, at stopping the run. He could be a, one, a first, second down linebacker. Then a third down, you probably want to kick in somebody else who better in coverage. You might want to slide Jamie to the middle of nickel situations and let him, you know, rush or let him drop in coverage and play the, you know, middle of the field. But Raglan, that's a C. That's a C plus. You know, I think it was a good, you know, good depth in the linebacker core. But none of the linebackers stick out to me uh, other than Collins. He's the only one that stick out to me that's special. That got Pro Bowl, or or eventually, or at some point, if he can tap into his potential and be more disciplined, that's all pro caliber, man. Um, that's the guy I'm talking about. But they also, they did keep Danny Amendola, which that was dumb. That offense is so slow, it's it's crazy, man. I know senior citizen homes that can put out a faster offense than the Lions, man. But the offense is slow. Um, really, too much the offense. They didn't do not too much other than the linemen. Um, they brought in Mandola back, uh, which I think was stupid. Man, this team is just horribly slow for a quarterback that needs to do less and not do more. Um, they haven't improved the running game to me yet. Uh, maybe that improves with um, maybe that improves with you know the draft. They get a guard, they get a another tackle or something like that. They get a running back. They got some speed because. All they all they skill position players on offense is slow other than Galladay, but he ain't that game breaker. And people bring up Marvin Hall. You know, I don't I'm not sure I'm ready to trust Marvin Hall to be that game breaker type of, you know, running back, you know, I mean uh receiver, but you know, maybe he, he grows into that and his potential manifests into something greater. Um, but you know, I'll get to the Lions offense some more. They did trade Darius Slay, I think, for a third and fourth round pick. Um, some things came out about Darius Slay and Matt Patricia uh, relationship. I spoke on it on my other channel, Goodfellas Sports TV 2.0. But for those who didn't know, I was kind of dropping a few videos over there. Um, he told Darius Slay, I guess he posted a receiver who fried him in practice or whatever it was. The story came out and he told Darius Slay to stop sucking that man's dick. And, you know, at the end of the day, Darius Slay said he was fighting back tears. And like I said before, Darius Slay should have just knocked him out. You know what I'm saying? Or pissed in the cup and threw it in his face or spit on him. Because these, these pilgrims in the NFL, man, these white coaches is, is 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 just, you know, they step in the fine line, especially the ones from New England. You have Bill O'Brien that crossed the line with DeAndre Hopkins. You got Matt Patricia that crossed the line. And they said it, it just don't, ain't about black players, man, that Matt Patricia uh, ripped Carrion Johnson, a former Lion that was in rookie minicamp. They also rumors, but way before it is, that he would rip Matthew Stafford for bad throws in front of the team. And him and Stafford relationship ain't really been that great. But ain't nobody going to talk to me like that, man, at all. I don't care what he said. I would have cold cocked him. DeAndre Hopkins and Slay are better men than me because it wouldn't even have got that far. I just I just went pow to pop them in this shit or spin on them. And I would have stumped them out in front of the team. I don't give a fuck. I know the NFL PA ain't nothing. But the problem is in the NFL, the union so weak that they're not going to defend you. And then there's no alternative to NFL. You know, the XFL, Arena Football League, NFL Europe is gone. It's not like the NBA where you go overseas and still make a nice little penny. You know what I'm saying? So NFL has pretty much monopolized the market. But they would have took Matt Patricia's side anyway. 
but ain't no man speaking to me like that. But the NFL is truly a white man's world. No doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? Old white man that grew up at the tail end of slavery and all that shit. And before the segregation happened, desegregation. And that's what it is, man. That's a lot of bigotry, man. Before a lot of you dudes let y'all kids go out there and, and pursue a career in the NFL, don't do it, man. Especially if you're especially anybody, white, black, yellow, you know, whoever you is, it's not worth it, bro. It's not worth it at all. It's not worth the health risk. It's not worth you playing in a league for 10, 15, 20 years, eight years and not getting lifetime benefits. It's just not worth it, bro. The NFL pursuing that career and the way it's set up, it's all owners. The owners get the majority of the pot. The owners make the rules, break the rules. They can blacklist you, whiteball you, whatever you want to call it. So it's really not worth the risk. I wouldn't let my my sons or whoever, you know, friends of the family, nephews, cousins, or people to ask my advice. I wouldn't let them pursue a career in the NFL. I would say go the baseball route. You know what I'm saying? Obviously get your education. Man, I would go the NBA route, even though the NBA route is, is a very, very slim chance you make the NBA. But hey, you get the, if you go to college and you get that degree and you are able to um you know play overseas. I got a few friends that make a great living playing overseas. So that's just my opinion on it. But with the Darius Slate trade, it was it was it was okay. You know. Um when I seen AJ Boye, and I think before the channel went down, I talked about it. When I seen AJ Boye get the deal that he got for what did he get? He got they got a third round for him. Or fourth round for him or something like that uh, to go over to Denver. Then I knew that Darius Slay, he, I'm not saying that A.J. Boye better than him, but him and A.J. Boye, he bought one or two steps above him as far as on the top 10 cornerback ladder. I knew they weren't going to get much for Darius Slay. So a third and a fourth, you know, that's kind of where Bob Quinn excelled in the draft at. I mean, he can do some more willing and dealing. He can move down, get more picks. He can move up with those picks. So, um, it, it's sad that, you know, Matt Patricia told him that you ain't as good as Tlaib or this, that. You ain't as good as Richard Sherman. And that was a whole lie. In your system, he is better than Richard Sherman. You know what I'm saying? He is better than Xavier Rose. Now, look at Xavier Rose. Washed up. I think he, I forget where he signed to, but he washed up as hell. You know, and you talking about Darius Slade. Just let you know, Matt Patricia, when he said that, um, when he said that uh, you rush with nobody rushes with speed, everybody rushes with power, and people was giving him power. Well, I know what he meant. Most of these motherfuckers ain't never played a football game, ain't never rushed, ain't never hit the sled. You know, don't know what a rip and go is, don't know what a swim move is, don't know what a bull rush is. Unless Tony Romo tell you on CBS, you know what I'm saying. So you don't know. He he he's ignorant. He don't know. He don't know shit about football for real. He don't know how to evaluate. Because he he was trying to get Bashad Breeland, okay, not Bashad Breeland, excuse me, uh, James Bradbury, and um, we did a video on my other channel talking about how they missed out on James Bradbury. He just said that he knew Dave Gettleman, I guess, from Carolina Panther days, and he's a GM for the Gi Giants now. He knew dudes the Giants. He knew what they was building. He was nothing wrong with the Lions, and I and I disagree with that. With Calvin Johnson pissing on their name and. Uh, Richard Sherman and Lomas Brown. And come on, he didn't want to come play for there. And plus, the system fit was better in New York, probably. James Bradbury, once again, Matt Patricia is trying to throw t you know, a bunch of money at his own corner, bro. That nigga played in that Ron Rivera zone 
corner system, man. Whatever they running, cover two, cover three. I don't really watch the pair, but I know it's a zone. That's what the the Redskins thought with Josh Norman. Oh, he can come here and play man, and he can follow, you know, the best receiver in the slot. Man, he got cooked. You know what I'm saying? He got cooked. So ain't nobody trying to hear that shit, man. Matt Patricia, he don't know how to how to how to evaluate talent. He tried to get Richard Sherman. He can't cover nobody one on one. Man, the Lions play man to man coverage when everybody healthy like ninety eight percent of the time. You put Richard Sherman and tell him to do what Darius Slade was doing, man. Your defense would have gave up fifty points a game. Same thing with Bradbury. Bradbury not no man to man coverage. Go check out his scout report coming out of Sanford. Good zone corner. You know, I'm telling y'all, Matt Patricia is not the brightest bulb, you know, in the light bulb box. He don't know what what players fit his system. In the whole Desmond Trufant thing, and I didn't get to him, the whole Desmond Trufant thing, he is horrible. Trash, ass juice, beetle juice, dirty orange juice, dirty Sprite. He sucks. Okay, people say, oh, it's a good, man, the Lion fan base are is abysmal. With their football IQ, a lot of these dudes, Dresman Trufant is terrible. He gave up over 15 yards of catch, bro, last year. Look how many pass interference calls and holding calls he got. It ain't like motherfucking New England say, oh, we don't want to pay him. We going to let him go. Or like San Francisco, we don't want to pay him. We going to let him go. No, this dude is Devin Lawson 2.0. He an older corner, 29 years old, okay, he can play man to man. He can press at, at something at his best, but his best days are behind him. His best days are behind him. He started nine games last year, played nine due to injury. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for him, man. You gonna ask him to go out there with this front seven? None of the pass rushers they got with uh Tack McKinley, Vic Beasley that had last year better than anything the Lions had, in my opinion. This not hey, this not asking this from Trufant to play with a solid front seven. Not saying it was the greatest in in uh, Atlanta, but you ask him to come to Detroit and do what Darius Slade did. Unless they plan on doing some things different, rushing, stunning more, being more exotic with they with they blitzes and stuff and disguising their coverage. Some fucking Matt Patricia come out base coverage, rush three, rush four, and cover man to man. Maybe with a little zone in the back, maybe a robber. Maybe two two men under or something like that, man. So that's my true find. That was the worst signing of all. That was that get a big ass F for me for failure. That was the Lions being cheap. They Bradbury would have been a bad signing too, unless you're gonna play more zone. You know, throwing all that money at him, bad signing. They just wanted to be cheap. That's my true find. You might as well. They gonna draft Jeff Okuda. I get there in a minute. You might as well put Armani and Rockby out there and Michael Ford out there. If you're going to be cheap, you ain't have to replace Darius Slay because Desmond Trufant is trash. It's tra- any, ask any Atlanta Falcon fan that watched last year. Trash. And that's just the Lions being cheap. We don't want to pay Darius Slay, but we you know, we just going to go the cheaper route. Like, come on, man. Trash. You get older and slower. Everybody we name other than Jamie Collins, they getting older and slower outside the office alignment that they brought back. Danny Amendola, slow as hell, injury prone. You know what I'm saying? All these dudes, man. Reggie Ragland, he's still pretty young. He's like 26, 27, but he's slow. You know what I'm saying? You know, you Jamie Collins, athletic, he's a good signing. Not mad at it. Should have signed him last year for a lot cheaper. Cool. But a lot of these dudes they brought back, older 
it's lower. You know, Truth Font took the cake for me, bro. I don't had like last year. I don't had no. I ain't had no expectations. All my expectations, man. I'm keeping them to myself, bro. I'm 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 looking forward to drafting Trevor Lawrence. Stafford not gonna make it next year neither, unless they do some. Unless a lot of these offensive linemen improve across the board, Stafford not gonna do much, man. They they have made this team veteran quarterback friendly. You know, when you look at veteran quarterback friendly uh teams like like with, with like Randall Cunningham, they put in Randy Moss, Robert Smith. And Chris Carter, that's 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 veteran. You can hand it to Robert Smith or dump it off to him. He ain't got to do much. You could chuck it down the, the the field to Randy Moss. You getting plays in chunks. You can you know look for your possession receiver and Chris Carter. You know, easy. Stafford can't just throw it up and, and, and a motherfucker go score a touchdown. They getting ran down by linebackers and defensive linemen. He can't hand it off and nobody take it to the crib. It's not better. It's they need to trade him, man. For his sake, for his sake, man. But you know, the off season. Man. Oh, before I continue on talking about the draft and kind of wrapping up the off season part, um, with uh, Rashad Melvin. Somebody asked me about Rashad Melvin the other day. He signed a one year deal, I think, with the Jaguars. So you know, would I rather have kept Rashad Melvin than bring in Desmond Trufant? I will let Melvin Ford, and it's probably going to be a Cuda and a Marty Rock when you fight out. If you're going to go the cheap route, trust your drafting skills. Trust your developmental skills. And that's just let you know he don't trust his developmental skills. Um, Bob Quinn and Alliance developmental skills. He don't trust them, bro. Because Michael Ford and a Marty Rock is better than Desmond Trufant in this system. I'm telling you that right now. Trufant is utter. You just gave away money for no fucking reason, dog. No reason, man. Trash. I'm telling you, man. You might as well let Michael Ford, Amani Rockley, Cap Rashad Melvin. They're going to draft Okuda. Ain't nothing we can do about it. And you should have went out like that. For you to bring Desmond Trufant in, you ain't improved your front seven at all. At all. You ain't, I mean, the draft, like, if you don't bring in Okuda, the only way you really can super soup it up real quick is getting Derrick Brown. And then getting another edge rusher later in the draft, but you know, team just team just slow, hella slow. But you know, Rashad Melvin did move on. Uh, I would have kept him. Besides getting did some true font, but hey, you know it is what it is. He played pretty good last year under the circumstances of this this team and and the lack of pass rush, the lack of 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 desire to blitz. So. You know, shout out to Rashad Melvin. I think he was a pleasant surprise um, in a free agent last year. Free agency last year it was a good signing, but now he's walking in Jacksonville. I mean, he going to one one situation that's just as bad as the next. So, you know, hopefully he continues to improve and he get the bag and he able to retire and stuff of that nature. But um, overall, I talk about the offseason so far, man, terrible, terrible. People say, "Oh, you always naked." I don't even call it how I see it, bro. And since I had, you know, this platform on Facebook and then I had a YouTube and then I added Instagram and Twitter, which I'm not active on at all. I got to get more active on. But since I added, since I added, since I started the platform, man, I ain't been wrong yet. <laughs> you know, people get mad at Val- Mike Valenti. He ain't been wrong yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this just These just the facts. He ain't been wrong yet. I ain't been wrong yet. Because the, the, the people that's running at the top of the organization is incompetent. 
You know, Bob Quinn is, is out his truth. Matt Patricia is great a asshole. But the second half of the podcast, we get to that. But the offseason has been a failure to me. Best signing, um, Jamie Collins. I get that a B. And I would have given it a B plus if they would have did it last year. Worst signing this offseason was Desmond Trufant. A bum. Garbage. You replace a 29-year-old corner with a 29-year-old corner. That's significantly less. Trufant even a top 20 corner in his league, bro. People said, well, we got two uh, touchdowns. and th- Man, them two touchdowns came in the same game. It was the, the luck. You know, you can't look at the stat. The stats won't tell you the whole story, man. Watch him play, bro. He ain't that good. Maybe about four, five years ago, three years ago, he been that good. He ain't no Marcus Trufant in his prime. I think that's his brother or his cousin. But overall, you know, I give this offseason a C. I'm just going to be nice. I give it a C minus. It was terrible. Um, but, hey, only time will tell. I've been I've been wrong before throughout life. A lot of us have always been wrong. But they in the win-now mode. You can tell it. They're in the win-now mode. They're bringing all these, these uh, older players in. They're bringing all the slow linebackers that they are other than Collins. They're bringing in a lineman that never started before. They bring back Amendola slow ass. I mean, you know, they bring in Desmond Trufant. He on the downside of his career. The best days are behind him. Um, and the one thing, you know, that you can say is that Bob Quinn can't develop nobody, man. But it's a C- minus for me. Um, but it can end up being A. What if they make a Super Bowl run next year? You know what I'm saying? Then we all sitting here saying I was wrong. And I don't mind being wrong. I'd rather be wrong in this situation and see the Lions win because then I'm happy. My Sundays are great. And then the the, the page is fruitful because then if the Lions start winning, we get more subscribers and we get a bigger audience that take interest in the Detroit Lions. So I want them to win. But the way Bob Quinn building this team, man, he, he building a terrible team. He don't know how to develop. But let's get into that part of it. Um, just, just criticizing Patricia and Quinn. Um, he don't know how to develop. Tease Tabor was supposed to, do, uh, replace Darius Slay. I argued with some SEC boys because I went to school in SEC country and, you know, they were saying Tease Tabor pretty good. I said, ain't no motherfucker running no four seven should be no corner in this league. And we argued and I was right. He was too slow to be a corner in this league. So he was supposed to eventually replace Darius Slay. Now, you know, looking at the team, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, they don't really trust their development skills. You know what I'm saying? Because you should be able to trust Armani Rockwe to come in and start next year, and they're going to draft Jeff Okuda. And we'll talk about the draft shortly. You know, I trust Armani Rockwe to step in. Michael Ford been here. He can do well. Coleman, you know, y'all believe in him. Y'all paid him all this money to come here and get smoked like a Philly blunt. Trust him and trust Okuda to come in and do the job. And you bring back Rashad Melvin for a little bit of money. And then you rock out from there. That's how you do it. But they don't trust their farm system. They don't trust the development of Mike Ford. They don't trust the development of Amarni uh, uh, Arakwi. You know what I'm saying? They didn't trust the development of the big guard. They got from Wisconsin to come in and, and start the next couple of years. They haven't trusted the development of Terrell Crosby. You know what I'm saying? They haven't trusted the development of Wiggins and Dow. So a lot of guys that he brought in, he hasn't really trusted development in to, to even, you know, get them an opportunity to come in and ball out. You know what I'm saying? To buy you, you bring in Reggie Ragland. Why? 
if Tavai is going to be the future and you still got Davis for one more year, I thought it was the end was this year. I think you pick up the fifth fifth year option next year. I don't I don't know if they will or if they have or haven't. If you ain't going to trust, you know, Tavai to come over, come in and take over, then, you know, you got three guys that can play the mic position, the middle position. You got, you know, Tavai, Davis, and Christian Jones and Jamie Collins can step in and play. So Reggie Ragland, I really didn't understand bringing them, bringing them in here. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You always want to have depth, and he good at stopping the run. But do you believe or don't believe Tavai is the middle linebacker? He can be your Eric Kendricks like for the Minnesota Vikings. You know, they just don't trust in their development of their players. And, you know, it's hard for Matt Patricia, and, and you know, to, to probably trust the development of your players when you, Bob Quinn don't know how you evaluate talent. He he played a draft really, really safe and really, really stupid, and he still failed in the draft every year. He plays safe and stupid, SNS, safe and stupid. He plays safe and stupid every year. He don't take no chances on no hot, no character risk players. He don't take no chances. Sixth, seventh round guys that might have an injury. He don't take no chances. He don't know how to find undrafted free agents, you know, like Philip Lindsay and, and guys like that. He don't know how to find talent. You know what I'm saying? And Matt Patricia don't know how to make the most out of his talent. He don't even know what is what what is, what is a fit for his system. He going out there trying to get his own corners and pay them elite top money. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they don't fit the system on what you're playing. You know, he don't even know who you want to keep at linebacker. You believe in Will Harris or not? Tracy Walker, he brought in another uh, uh, safety as well, too. The, the, the Ron, the, the Hardman dude, whoever he is. Do you believe in your safeties or not? You traded away Quadra. You got rid of Darius. You got rid of Snacks. It just sounds like to me you just getting rid of people in the locker room that, that the players respected. You want to be the head coach. You want to be the captain. You want to be the dictator. It's not going to work like that. It's a different type of NFL. Maybe in the 70s and the 60s and the 80s and maybe in the 90s that might work. Or in college football that might work. But a bunch of grown men, you're not going to be the dictator in the voice. So we're not going to play for you. And that's just what it is. So they, you know, you know, they they feeling miserably. But they probably gonna get one more year. All they gotta do is run, win four games. Or Matthew Stafford go down early again. And then they go out there and um uh they get a quarterback. I can't remember who they got. They got a quarterback. Oh, Chase Daniels, man. That was another fucking C minus move, man. Let me say that. That's another C minus move. We talking about getting a young quarterback. That can learn and eventually take over the keys of the car for Matthew Stafford. Not what's the difference between Chase Daniel, David Block, and Driscoll? It's no different. Driscoll went over to the Denver Broncos too. It's no difference. Chase Daniels, if Stafford go down, what you might win a game, you you probably still not gonna win a game with the slow ass offense. Chase Daniels was winning because Chicago had better coaching. Chicago had better uh, weapons. Chicago had a way better defense. You put Driscoll over there, he would have won some games with Chicago, just as Chase Daniels did. It wasn't like Chase Daniels went out, went out there and dropped a 50-burger or a 50-ball on the Lions' head on Thanksgiving. You know? So you go out there and get Chase Daniels. So, it's, well, come on, it's no Stafford go down again. We in the same fucking position we in last year. The dumb, dumb move again. You need to go out there in the second, third round and find you somebody that you can develop. Even if they would have traded for Kyle Allen from Carolina, 
he got some talent. You know, he Daryl Bevel can clean some things up, some mechanical things up with him. I get it. You know, even if they draft two, I would get it. But now, but now dra- taking Chase Daniels, nobody believe you're gonna take Tua. So now you can't trade down with Miami because my motherfuckers ain't gonna take no uh they ain't gonna take no motherfucking uh you know no uh no Tua. Tua gonna come down to five to four to us. For real talk. All the Lions can do is play it like, hey, you know what? We uh we 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 talking to other people about trade. They want Tua, so you better trade up. That's the only way they can get it. I still wouldn't believe it. Cause you can call around the league and ask for yourself. You know, the aficionados and the, the experts and stuff of that nature. So by taking Chase Daniels, they took themselves out of the trade back market, which they ain't gonna trade back no way. Not this high. They they just think Jeff Okuda was so good. They thought TJ Hawkinson was so good last year. And those are two positions. That are not going to help you win right now in their rookie year. Down the road, if Martha got a brain, if Martha the Scarecrow got a brain and a heart, you know what I'm saying, she will fire them. Okuda and Hawkinson is going to be fruitful. If they are going to be fruitful in the league, which I think they both will, they're going to be fruitful and produce for another head coach if Martha got a brain. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that's just the, that's just the facts. Those are not two positions. If you talking about nine and seven ain't good enough, you don't get a tight end at the first round at number seven. What what round was Gronk took in second? What round was Travis Kelsey took in? What round was you know George Kittle's took in? All later. You don't go out there and draft no fucking tight end at seven. You talking about nine and seven ain't good enough. You take an impact player, Devin Bush. Somebody that can throw touchdowns, that can score touchdowns. That's just how you do it. Somebody to get after the quarterback. You know, so imagine they took Devin Bush last year instead of Hawkins. No, no diss on Hawkins. I like him. Devin Bush and they took Tobai. They tied they linebacker core be straight. You add Collins this year, which they should have had him last year. Now you talking something. You're talking about the athleticism with Bush, but Patricia only like big, big slow linebackers. Rob Nikovich and fucking Teddy Bruski and Mike Vrabel. Somebody need to tell that Mark that this is 2020 and the majority of the top the top four or five quarterbacks are all mobile. From a homeboy to Wilson to Deshaun Watson to Desha- I mean to Lamar Jackson to Dak Prescott to even the dudes like Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers still can move a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Cam Newton probably gonna go somewhere else. Kyler Murray. Um, y'all seen him firsthand last year. All these dudes is 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 mobile quarterbacks, dog. Josh Allen, you're gonna have to see some of these dudes. Now you got Tyrod starting out there in LA with the Chargers. Now you gotta see some of these dudes. And all your slow linebackers, you can't even spy because they slow as hell. It's about speed in the NFL now. It ain't about power. Maybe 20 years ago or 15, 10 years ago, it was more about power. Look in New England. Defense getting chopped up like Swiss cheese by every mobile quarterback they played last year because they slow up front. You got to get some of them athletes, man. The NFL evolved, and I, and I fear that Bill Belichick is not going to evolve with the NFL. And it happened to Bill Walsh. It's going to happen to Matt Patricia. That's why he's going to be sitting on the sideline. Josh McDaniels' offense has the ability to evolve. Because he's still young. He's not stuck in his ways. You know, but overall, they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue on uh, on what to do. They don't. Um, 
you know, the players they supposed to be developing in like their farm system, practice squad and practice, nobody's really stepping up being fruitful. Kenny Gallagher, he did step up, but he's an anomaly there. You know, you got to get some of your dudes to step up. Deshaun Hen, he just been injured. So when they ready, when you get ready to get rid of a Darius Slay, when Danny Amendola supposed to be going out the door, you supposed to have Marvin Hall supposed to step in. You know, T's Tabor supposed to step in. Or Monty Rock we supposed to step in. So you supposed to have guys ready to step in. You ready to move on from Cardre Diggs. You supposed to have Will Harris ready or somebody younger ready. Tracy Walker need to step up now. When you're talking about Jerry Davis being ready to step away, to why he need to be ready to step up now. Not some Reggie Ragland, not not Jamie Collins. No, to why he's supposed to step up, plug in. And that's what you're supposed to do. You get rid of Snack Harrison, you're supposed to have a plugger behind him. You ain't supposed to get rid of Ashawn Robinson. Well, Ashawn Robinson was trash. Ashawn Robinson was supposed to be ready to step up and and, 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 and succeed. You know, what Damon Harrison was doing was a bad draft pick. He just swung out on a lot of bad draft picks. And he he known for acquiring injury-prone players, Deshaun Hand, Bam, Danny Amendola, his whole career. He been injury prone. He just known for getting dudes. The other dude from Clemson he drafted last year had an injury. Tavai had an injury. It's like if you if you too if you too fast, athletic, and durable, and you too good. Bob Quinn don't want you. If you got an injury and you got some, you know, you slow, he wants you. So, you know, that that's from that aspect that is what it is, man. But the thing I take away is they don't have no developmental system where they prep guys to step in for veterans. When it's time for them to walk away, they don't have they don't have a system. That's what happens when you don't draft well. That's what happens when, um, you know, that's just happen when you don't draft well. You don't develop. So, hey, you know that is what it is from that aspect. But um, this team is not this t- only on, this team not better than last year coming into week one so far. But we still early in the in the process. Um, we still got you know some veterans gonna get cut after the draft. We got draft day trades. We got the draft. Um, we got a lot of different things to look forward to. So this team has a lot of time to improve, but I just I, I don't see it being better unless they hit it out the park with some you know good offensive linemen. They find an explosive back like Jonathan Taylor in the draft, um, but but offensively it's just too slow. It's not veteran quarterback friendly for Matthew Stafford. Stafford is is needing to dump the ball off and somebody can take it 80, 50 yards for a touchdown. He should be able to hit the five step or the seven step chuck it down the field and somebody be able to separate Stafford out of throw shit in, 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 in small windows. And, you know, they got to run the ball a lot better. In my opinion, they haven't done nothing to address that. All their running backs are slow. They don't break away. They all the same. So they got to find a running back that can really break away and, 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 and score explosive touchdowns. So it just lacks team speed. It lacks blocking. It lacks the running game right now. Um, and you know, it's not friendly, it's not friendly to Stafford. And I think at this point they need to trade Stafford, um, is need to trade Stafford, man, for his benefit, man, for his benefit, because this team ain't veteran quarterback for this is a, this is a, 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 a throw together. They threw this shit together. Um, they threw it together for Stafford. I mean, they threw it together to try to win and say they job, but they, it's just slow, old. And it's time for a complete rebuild, man. The Stafford should be able to get an opportunity to go somewhere else. But it's not too many jobs open for Stafford right now. That's, you know, that's that's probably way better than this. So um, let's end it off on the draft. Um, I ain't did no spotlights. Obviously, I ain't had a channel. I really ain't been following the draft or, or ESPN like that. Still been busy. 
um, working. But um, with with you know the draft, I think we all think they're gonna take Jeff Okuda. Um, I think we all think they're gonna take Jeff Okuda. I don't think it's two no two ways around it. Jeff Okuda is gonna be the pick at three. If they're smart, they might move back and get him at four, five, six, or um, I think that's the latest you can get him at six. Um, so that's what I think. I think Jeff Okuda gonna be the pick. I think next year you're going to have Okuda and Amani Rockwe and Coleman. It's probably going to end the year out uh, starting at some point. Um, uh, do I like Okuda at three or at the end of the draft? Absolutely not. Um, you know, but with them getting away, Darius Slay, I get it. Um, but I like a Derrick Brown. Uh, they need help across the defensive line. Um, I like moving down. You can just move down and take Okuda too. But I think Okuda going to be a pick. Good player. I just don't think everything in place uh, for him to be great here. And I don't think the Lions have the luxury of taking the cornerback. It won't change life here. Um, he won't change the win percentage here. It's just not that impact position. Um, he not stopping the quarterback. He not rushing the quarterback. You know, they don't have a pass rush in front of him. Um, so he might struggle a little bit. Remember, you can be a little bit more handsy in college and in the Big Ten. So it's going to be an adjustment for him. Uh, you know, kind of being a little bit more technical and not grabbing the holding as much. But, you know, he'll be good. But the difference is when Peters came into the league and he had a great rookie season at cornerback uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, Marcus Peters, because he had Tom Bailey and Justin Houston. Marshawn Lattimore uh, had Cam Jordan and a few other good guys. So, you know, you didn't really hear much about Darrell Reeves as a rookie year. You know what I'm saying? The difference is, you know, the difference is the Lions just don't have the dogs up front to help the back end. Coleman would have had a way, a way better year had they had better uh, pass rushers up front. But, hey, they didn't. So, I think Okuda going to be the pick. Other than that, man, um, we just take a wait-and-see approach with the rest of the season. Let me know what you guys think. Um, this will be episode one. I'm going to drop these when I get the channel back. And so, be a little bit more raw. We have some guests come on, man, and get a, uh, opinions and stuff of that nature. I do appreciate everybody for checking in. Uh, share it, share it for me, share it everywhere, man. It's going to be on different podcasts and uh, platforms, Spotify and, and a few other things. So I do appreciate the love, uh, share the video. If you want to make a donation, you can hit me up on cash app, uh, CJ good three, one, three, best way you can donate for me is share the video. And don't forget my other channel is back up on YouTube. Goodfellas sports TV. You can check that out and, uh, I'll be dropping content on there until I get my channel back, but the process has started to get the channel back. Appreciate the love support. We, um,